This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Kaylin Less. We've said it once and we'll say it again. No one succeeds alone. In fact, our ideas and overall impact can multiply when we collaborate with the right person at the right time on the right one thing. Today's conversation is unique because it's not a traditional interview, but rather a peek behind the scenes of a partnership that we're pretty excited about. In last week's episode, we shared about a brand new One Thing tool that we've developed to help people discover their core values and live their purpose. It's called the One Thing Core Values Deck. And in today's episode, you'll learn the origin story of how the idea for the deck became a collaboration, allowing us to reach more people and make a greater impact in the world. My biggest takeaway from the conversation you're about to hear is that opportunities are everywhere. Every person, every coffee date, every path you go down will present possibilities for things to say yes to and things to say no to. What you'll learn from today's guests is that when you understand each other's core values, you'll be able to align your decision-making with what matters most and create something extraordinary together. With that, let's get into this conversation with co-author of The One Thing, Jay Papasan, and the founder and CEO of Best Self Co., Catherine Lavery. I feel really fortunate because I get the opportunity to work with so many amazing people in our community and our customers and get to be a part of their world. And they trust me with being a part of their goals. And more often than not, almost everyone is focused on health. And at the core of that is diet and eating a balanced diet. But eating this kind of diet, it's a huge time commitment and it's easy to get knocked off track. That's why it's so great to have a solution when you don't have the time to do the prepping and the cooking and the cleanup, but you still wanna eat healthy. That's why we partner with Factor. And Factor is chef-created, dietitian approved meals that are ready to go in just two minutes. With Factor, there's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. The variety of different options and meals that they have is really impressive, but go see for yourself. Head to factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150 to get 50% off. That's code 150 at factormeals.com slash 150 to get 50% off. So Catherine, we got introduced to each other in 2019. Um, I have a tradition, the introverts networking plan where I meet strangers on a Wednesday for coffee. And I think uh, Nathan Latka introduced us, right? Yeah, also an introvert. So I was like, this sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) I really remember getting together with you there and at that time, you were exploring partnerships. I mean, I was too, so it was kind of cool. And obviously, we just wanted to get to know each other. And I immediately was struck that here's this individual who has business skills. Like you clearly understood like running a business, but you also, like you have this art. I mean, um, you were an architect by trade. Yeah. So you guys have this precision around creation. And I just, I was really struck by, wow, here's someone who's got the creative stuff and the precision stuff all-in-one business person, which is pretty rare. So you made a big impression for... Well, I mean, I'm touched. I read the one thing. It was one of probably the one of the early productivity books that I read. And I really liked it because it's a business book, but it also is not just writing. There's like little drawings in there to get the point across, which is not something common in business books that I really enjoyed as an ex-architect. But um, yeah, I definitely like to create frameworks and I love 
creating something physical, but in a way that's like, okay, how does this tool actually help people? Well, that actually, in that like general discussion, talking about creative process and stuff, like I only need best self for your journals. Yeah. Right. I've been gifted a few of them and you walk me through, you know, the the business model and like your whole story. How how old is Best Self now? Uh, we launched in 2015. Y- y'all were like a rocket ship though, right? Yeah. I mean, y'all launched and just went straight to the moon. Yeah, we were the first like three-month-based goal system planner. And then from there, it's like a personal journey of, okay, what are the other parts of life? Because, you know, the actual business and the products came from, okay, you grow up and you want to, you know, you're always driven, oh, what's the job or what's the goal or what's the financial thing? And so for me, it was like, okay, the self-journal. And then I think what happens is that you hit all these business goals. So we like, it was like a rocket ship, but then I'm like, wait a minute, I thought this would make me happy. And so <laughs> I actually was missing all of these other really important parts of life, which is actually where the these discovery decks came because it was like, okay, there's all these different parts of life that you really have to hit a certain part of success to be able to be like, oh, wait, now I get the whole like money doesn't buy happiness idea because you know my relationships aren't where I want or I'm not doing the things that I want outside of work. And so that's kind of where these discovery deck ideas came from of how do you create a framework to get people to focus on different parts of their lives. I love it. I, I had no idea and you were walking me through like this business line and I can't remember, I don't have it. Yeah, it was the Edison deck. I think it was the first one that I went and looked at, but they're just prompts. Like they're, yeah. they're prompts to get you thinking. And it's also the physical experience of moving through them. Yeah. So because it's not an app, and that's the thing that we've gotten so many things of, oh, why don't you make an app out of this? But I want to get people off of their phone. So it's this idea of like thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. which is also your phone, like put it away and actually like break a brain sweat coming up with ideas. But I remember we were doing this and I didn't connect the dots until later. But in our trainings, we had been doing this core values exercise. Mm -hmm. And you go back in time, you know, I had been inspired by a couple of books. It was uh, Essentialism by Greg McCown and then Dared Lead by Brene Brown. And then um, kind of in this book, we talk about purpose. And it was kind of like you triangulate all of those. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of created this exercise where people would go to a piece of paper in the beginning and circle and then cross out and try to narrow it down. And I can't remember where it um, it actually happened. I challenged um, Kaylin on our team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like a week before an event, can we make these into cards? Yeah. And we made like almost, they were like business card side, but that really worked well. Yeah. And that was when we did our follow-up coffee. Yeah, we did a follow-up and you showed me this. I was like, oh, this is, we did the exercise with those early versions, yeah. which worked for that, but then you couldn't take them anywhere because it was like 150 random cards. With a rubber band around yeah. them. It <laughs> but, wasn't productized, but I wanted to come in. It's like, hey, you've, but it been doing, you've been doing this. Yeah. It was really weird. Like you're sitting there like thinking about your core values. We were in, I'm trying to think of the coffee shop we were in and I just tried to give you mental space and you just went right in it and started working your way through them. But that was kind of like, for me, like a beta test. Yeah, I had tried it on an audience that doesn't look at product the way that you look at product. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you think this could be a thing? And that was kind of like, for me, like yeah. the germ. It took us a while to get there. Yeah, well, I think there was just a lot of stuff going on at the time. But I, I remember bringing it back to my fiance and 
kind of walking her through it. And then she walked her whole team through it at her work. And when we started working on this, she was like, okay, how do I get another one of those? I'm like, it's not ready yet. (laughs) But I think understanding your core values. And I I didn't know. I love that though. I love that. How do I get another one of those? Yeah. If you're in the business of creating services or products and someone wants more, Mm -hmm. like that's the first sign that now we can maybe get something behind this. Yeah. Um, You know, Derek Sivers. Mm -hmm. So he just wrote a great book called Your, Your Music and People. And I remember one of the lines that I just underlined in there, and he's talking to musicians about yeah. business, says that if your friends and family, those first people that hear your music, mm-hmm. aren't already sharing it with people, marketing's not going to solve your problem. Yeah. Right? Don't, like, you get the music good enough that they're sharing it. So Emily comes back. Where do I get another one of these? I didn't yeah. know that. That makes me super happy. Yeah, she was like, how do, and th- these were in progress. So I was like, it's in process. I can't go back to them and be like, hey, let's get the early version of your card. <laughs> You're going to have to wait. So um, it worked out really well. And actually, I didn't know my core values before we did that exercise. And then when I learned what they were, it was just, it's almost like things that were foggy were like, oh, that's why I wasn't aligned with this person or this thing because it was against my core values. I just didn't know why. And now, now that I know it, it's kind of like a compass where I'm like, okay, this makes sense, this doesn't make sense, and it makes decisions easier because of it. I love that. I mean, that's what the whole reason is for. That was the the germ I took from essentialism, which had nothing to do with the core values. Mm. It was about a hiring process. But if you knew that something um, was a nine out of 10 on this value, mm-hmm. you had a pretty good hope. And you just did a few things that validated. When people say, well, how will I know which ones matter to me? Yeah. Well, I do think that there's, you see the word and you kind of have an emotional attachment. Yeah. But like, I, I look back and I usually think in the past, and for me, I think if I violated it, I'm remembering a regret I had in the past. Yeah. And I know this is important to me. That's usually like the first signal. Yeah. And sometimes I just think, this is something that's like a theme of my life. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my stuff. So anyway, yeah. you came up with your three. What are your three? Uh, curiosity, integ- integrity, impact. Impact. And that's the one we share because mine's um, family, impact, and abundance. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, there we go. We get along because we both want to make an impact. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I remember when we first sat down and you, I got my three and one of them was curiosity. And and you were like, oh, I thought one of them would be creativity. And and then it made me think. I was like, well, actually, curiosity drives creativity and it can drive so much. And I think when people are going through the core values, there's, there's words that can mean different things to different people. Or there's one word that could align in several different ways. So it's almost like a little grouping. And then it could be creativity, but I think curiosity to me means the same thing. And so I think mm-hmm. when you go through the, the deck of cards, you'll have other words that mean the same thing. That was um, the lesson I took from Brene Brown. She has a, a, a process where people identify their top two. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that when she wrote about it in Dare to Lead, she talked about how badly she wanted like being a parent or family mm-hmm. to be hers. Yeah. And it didn't feel authentic. And for her, it was courage. And what she realized is that by living courage, yeah. that was how she was, those things to those people. Yeah. We had a, a similar experience with a couple of people in our One Thing community. And it was a couple. Yeah. And his number one value was like fun or adventure. Mm-hmm. And hers was efficiency. Okay. And she's like, how boring is that? Like yeah. you're about fun. I'm about efficiency. And what was great is he said, 
But no, that's how you show your love. Mm-hmm. You make the household run. You make us all show up and we don't miss things. Yeah. That is actually how you express your love so we can have the fun. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of see how there's things like embedded in like you, for you. Yeah. Curiosity is what drives your creativity, but it gets you a little closer to your source of truth. Yeah. And actually, I realized when I was talking through someone on my team with this and we were going through core values and I was saying curiosity drives impact. Mm-hmm. And then making an impact, but doing it with integrity. And then it's kind of a circle because as long as I'm, each one drives the other, as long as I'm creating an impact, it should always be with integrity. And I love that. So yours is like, you've got a loop. Yeah. Like they each feed each other and it Mm -hmm. creates kind of a flywheel effect in your life. Yeah. And it took me a while to put that together, but now I'm like, oh, this is great because I'll always know I'm aligned if I follow that loop. I love it. So like I, I, we designed these in our team um, because people struggle to figure out what's my purpose. Mm-hmm. And like that word purpose, like it's, it's heavy. Yeah. But then you go to values. What is it you value? And people can usually come up with some answers. They get mm-hmm. closer to it. And I found like that compass thing. Um, that's why we didn't just do one. It's yeah. not your core value deck. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know what direction to go, I think you can take one, two. If you can line up three dots... Yeah. in a straight line, that's a really strong indicator, yeah. right? Two dots out of three gives you still a sense of direction mm-hmm. and you know what you might be sacrificing. But one dot, can you can draw a line through that in any direction. Yeah, That was kind of how that worked. You talked about Emily sharing it with her team. I walked into one of my colleagues' mm-hmm. offices and I remember seeing that old deck underneath her monitor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you doing there? Yeah. And she goes, oh, I got this. You know, you gave mm-hmm. me this a long time ago to play with. And I was trying to figure out what are the qualities that I'm looking for in my leadership team. And so like I started, that was when I started to realize, like Emily did, like yeah. this can be a team exercise. We had our course writing team mm-hmm. has identified what are there as a group shared values. Yeah. So you can use it as a team building. You can use it for the individual. And you can use it like she was, um, one leader was looking at it as a way to like screen people. Mm-hmm. Like what are the qualities that I should be investigating in my conversations? Because you also, like you talked about this, the people you work with need to share some values or the yeah. culture is probably going to be a bit of a struggle. Oh, for sure. And I also think that being honest with, are they really your values or are they something that you wish that were your values? Yeah. Because I, I was, you know, I was reading on, Companies, because sometimes core values for companies are just stuff that they like to think about themselves. Like I think Enron's was like integrity was one of them, <laughs> honesty. So in some ways, it's like your values are only values if they cost you something or you'd be willing to give something up for them. Right. And so if you look back on your time and your decisions and you have you have one core value, you should test it through like, okay, how have I actually showed up this way? Or what decisions have I made to withhold this value mm-hmm. um, to make sure that you actually are, you know, I mean, you can change values over time. So you could be like, wait a minute, I, this is what a value is I would like, but I haven't been showing up like that. Right. But until you do, it's it's just something that you like to think about yourself. It's, it's aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, I got to meet um, a new executive in our company and I asked my son, mm-hmm. I said, so what question would you want me to ask. And he asked, he didn't know about this product, Yeah, but I, I need to go hug his teacher or something whenever it's safe. But just like, I would like to know as a leader, um, what his core values are. 
And and I said, anything else? And I said, well, the same thing you said. Has he ever actually had to sacrifice anything to live them? Mm -hmm. Um, Because they've been talking about the hero's journey and a lot of those deeper thoughts. And here's a 16-year-old saying what you're saying. I'm like, I didn't figure this stuff out until I was in my 40s. What's going on? Um, But I remember I sat down with this individual and he... I asked, I said, do you know what your core values are? Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, you know, he rattles them off. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow. And um, you got those. And I, and I asked the follow-up question. And he, one of his core values was family. Mm-hmm. And I remember he said, yeah, I was a, an executive in this yearly company. Mm-hmm. I was in charge of like 2,000 stores. I was like on this rocket ship. And then um, it was like God, family, country, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we'd be getting the family, our big family together to yeah. go to church. And I would get a call and they'd be calling an executive meeting. Uh, and his family would go away from him to mm-hmm. saying he valued while he had to go to the office. Yeah. And he left. He walked out of this like stratospheric career. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, well, Gus is going to be really happy with that answer yeah. because you're, if you're willing to give up something, mm-hmm. right, that the world says you should want for your values, that you know you're on the right track. Yeah. I had this similar thing with uh, Best Self. There was someone that wanted to buy it, but everything about the deal and the person was like very unaligned with what I thought would be good for the company or the team. And so it's like someone's being like, here's a pile of money. Mm-hmm. And it was like, actually, I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to say to my team, oh, I sold to this person because it would be completely out of integrity. And so, that's when I was like, oh, your values are only values when they cost you something or when you give something up. And that's when I'm like, okay, that is actually one of my values that, that I have. So if you were going to give this to someone as a gift, mm-hmm. what would you say? What would I say? I would say uh, use this gift to help you make better decisions and create a compass for your life. Cool. I love that answer. That was ultimately how the the exercise evolved Mm -hmm. because we were doing it in the context of goal setting and people, especially at the beginning of the year, they're setting all these lofty goals. And a lot of times if they don't have a compass, they're driving for something that they think is going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. But if they had a little bit more awareness, they'd know, man, that is not my destination. Yeah. You know, Pat Flynn. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of um, his books is Will It Fly? And I remember talking to him when he was developing that. Yeah. And he's helped all these entrepreneurs build businesses and they are building these amazing businesses. They were employed and now they're self-employed or they're a business owner and they're making all this money and they're miserable. Yeah. Because they weren't aware of what it is that they truly wanted to get from the business besides money. Mm -hmm. And so all of that's going through there. And that's where this came from. It's like, if we can give people, even if it's a rough compass. Yeah. Right. I know that directionally I'm heading north. Well, that eliminates south at the yeah, very least. Yeah. And now I might be going northeast or northwest or north by northeast or north by northwest, whatever that looks like. But at least I know I'm making progress mm-hmm. towards something that actually matters to me as best as I can tell. Yeah. And so the well, compass is the word that I keep coming back to. And I think that's so when you say like they build these businesses because they think they're going somewhere, I think that's also driven by this idea where if you don't know your purpose, the only metric you have is like money or success because, you know, you meet someone, it's like, what do you do? And and so that almost... Your like, identity well, becomes your job or whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. you're like, well, I should focus on this. When you know like what you value, you can also know what goal it is. Because so, so it's kind of like 
putting a ladder and climbing up the wrong wall. It's like you get there and you're like, I need to be over here. And a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I already climbed up this far. Like now I have to go down and like move. And yeah. and I had to do that when I got out of my career. But I also think that it makes sense. Like if you realize you're not going where you want, the last thing you should do is keep going forward because you're literally driving. Going more. faster is not going to help you. You're just driving yeah. further in the direction that you don't want to go. Oh, I love that. So I think that um, one of the things that we say a lot is that leadership begins with self-leadership. And so this sense of it's really hard to lead people in a direction if you don't really know what direction you're supposed to be going in. Yeah. And I think um, you can fake it for a while. And I think a lot of people do well because they have the right leadership qualities. But ultimately, you know you're a leader Mm -hmm. because people are actually following you. Yeah. And so I, I think that there's also an obligation as a leader um, and I love that this new leader, like without everybody, like he, he was just aware of it. This yeah. is something I know I need to know about myself in order to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. So I think about the gift of the compass, which is, and then I think about, it's also the gift of direction from a sense of if I'm leading people, mm-hmm. let's, let's not lead not just myself up the wrong ladder, mm-hmm. but all of these other people behind yeah. me. I have a little bit of a fiduciary obligation to be a little bit better at my map guidance. Yeah. Anything else? Like when you think about this product that we got to partner on and work on together? I think that, so it was, you know, you have your core values, but I also have talked to the team about when you're looking through the words, sometimes you actually realize, oh, I don't have enough of that in my life. Mm-hmm. And so you can not change your core values, but you can, how do I add more of that into my life? Yep. I think that naturally happens when I've walked. We've had a lot of people do the exercise and it's, it's hard to get to the three for a lot of people. And so they'll end up with like 10 or 15. Yeah. And that's like a, a moment where I'll be like, okay, get out your camera and take a picture. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, the next step, you'll have the last three. And I've seen some people then get to the last step and they'll put the other ones around it. Yeah. Because they'll know that even though these aren't the drivers, mm-hmm. they're important. Yeah. And it's just good to be aware that those things like a lot of times they're almost part of the chain. Like you said, if you had curiosity in this corner, we might have creativity yeah. off to the side knowing that that is a gateway to my creativity. And so if ever I'm just being curious, but it's not making that thing happen, I'm not doing it right. Right. So we can kind of start to see the connective tissue. I like that. That's cool. And I think also in, in relationships, it's good if you and your partner, you know each other's core values. And so like with me and my relationship, I we've been able to go back and like, see issues that we had because we were both following our, our core values in a way that didn't allow. So for example, Emily's is authenticity. And when we first met, I wasn't out. And so she had all this like, oh, you're not being authentic. Right. Whereas I was like, not ready for that. And so it caused some issues in the beginning. And when we look back at certain like specific issues, I'm like, oh, you were in your core values here and I was in it here. And that is why we had issues is because this was going on. That's cool. I've not used it to diagnose all the reasons that I mess up with my <laughs> wife yet. But I do know where we absolutely go gangbusters and get together. Like one of hers is making a difference. Mm-hmm. She, I think it's adventure leadership and making a difference. And I know that impact is where we, yeah. that's where we ours cross over. And what I love about adventure as the introvert in the family, I'm not going to, I'm going to vicariously have adventures through movies and books, Right. but she's going to drag me out 
out and make me go out into the world and have them. Right. So even though that's not something I'm going to naturally gravitate toward, I appreciate it. But we, our intersection, our awareness of how we connect mm-hmm. has been really important for a relationship because we can then go there. Well, again, I'm going to thank you and your team for taking a rough idea and turning it into something that is really, I mean, this is gorgeous. I mean, it is really cool. The, the texture, the matte finish. I remember the first time you like sent me a little picture yeah. and you're like, you can read it and you can read it. And yeah. I was like, oh, you even thought about how someone would turn the cards over. Right. So anyway, great job. I really yeah. appreciate your partnership on this and hopefully we can help a lot of people out there. Yeah, I mean, I think this looks like a, I call this, these type of products like a Trojan horse of personal development is like you... <laughs> buy this tool thinking it's like this $25 tool, but actually it, it, it opens up space for a lot more. That's a good thing. And it's a good thing. I like that. It's a gateway drug, a Trojan horse yeah. into self-development. I like that a lot. Thanks yeah. a lot for being a partner on this. It's Thanks a lot for of coming fun. to us. This yeah. is super fun. And I, the one thing was one of my favorite books. So. Awesome. There you have it. Our conversation with Jay Papasan and Catherine Lavery. From all the different things that Catherine and Jay chatted about on this journey of being partners, what I want to reinforce to you is that people, they really matter. Who we choose to work with matters. Why we say yes to what we do together, it matters. And when you go into business with someone, don't underestimate the power of knowing what drives them. When you understand each other's core values, it can be a compass to predict how successful you'll be together and the scale of the impact you can have. If you'd like to learn more about the Core Values deck, visit theonething.com slash core values. That's with the number one in the URL. And if this episode has brought value to you, who's someone you know or care about that would benefit from listening to it? Would you share it with them? And if you are that person, welcome to the One Thing Podcast. Click the subscribe button so that all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. And for all of you, please consider leaving us a rating or review on your podcast player of choice as it helps us reach far more people. Thanks so much for listening to the One Thing Podcast. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.